Welcome to the Juggling the Chaos of Recovery podcast, where we focus on health and wellness and overcoming all types of addictions. You're in the right place if you're a mom, dad, sibling, or caregiver who has a loved one who is or was struggling with an eating disorder or any other kind of addiction. In a time where everything seems heavy, I'm here to bring you a very real yet lighthearted take on what the heck we're all supposed to do with our lives while we care for our loved ones who are struggling. One thing holds true throughout it all. You can't juggle the chaos without smiling, at least a little bit. Well, welcome to another episode of the podcast. I am your host, Moira Gorski, and I am coming to you today to give you a little follow-up. If you have been listening, you know that uh, I have started a ballroom dance as of August of 2020. And I entered my first competition here in February. And so I've been talking about it. Um, If you haven't listened to some of the episodes, I encourage you to go back and listen before um, you listen to this one, although I'm sure this will be a good good one too. But I've um, really learned a lot from stepping into a dance studio and stepping onto the dance floor. Um, And I recorded an episode about that, about what I've learned about ballroom dancing, because it's really not about the steps It's really about who I'm becoming along the way. And um, so I shared some insights there. And then also the day of my competition, I did an interview with Ann Andrews. And we talked about body image and loving ourselves and things like that. And I shared um, just some of the emotions that were coming up for me in regards to my competition. So if you haven't listened to those, please um, go back and listen to them because those were good ones. But um, I know that people have been um, saying, hey, when's the next one um, about ballroom dance? And so I wanted to get on here today to talk about that because Again, if you listen to me, you know that I think a lot and I spend a lot of time in my head, which is good sometimes, but um, a lot of times, you know, there's just negative things in there as well. But I do spend, I just happen to be that kind of person, like when I go for a walk or when I work out or when I meditate, I just do a lot of thinking and I'm so thankful for the life that I have and all my experiences. And, you know, interestingly enough, when I was in college, I went to college to study chemistry Although I really wondered um, into my second year what my major would be, what I would do with chemistry, and I had some interest in music. I played the piano since I was five, but I wasn't sure that I was strong enough to be a, you know, a performer or anything like that with piano or a teacher. And then um, I also have always loved to write. And I thought about communications because um, you know, my father was an editor in his career, and um, I've always liked to write, and I've always liked to, the written word. And so anyway, again, I tend to um, think about things, and then I write them down. I've learned uh, the joy of journaling. And I did a lot of thinking after this um, competition, and I wrote some on Facebook, if you follow me on Facebook. And I just wanted to talk about it here today that, um, again, it was a wonderful competition that I went to in Wisconsin. It was a wonderful experience, and it was nerve-wracking all at once. Again, I learned so many things. I'm so grateful for it. It was a great, great time. It was a great way for me to dip my toe in the water, if you will, of competitions. And I know as much as... I thought after the weekend, I'm not ready for that pressure again. It's almost like giving birth. You know, you have a baby and you're in so much pain. And then you're like, oh, I'm not going to do that again. And then a couple of days later, you're like, oh, I could do that again. So I'm kind of that way with competition. I was like, wow, that's a lot of pressure. Um, and I'll talk about that in a second. But um, and I was like, I'm not so ready for another one. But 
now that I'm home and back on the dance floor, I'm like, well, maybe I'll be ready for another one in a few months. So anyway, just the things that I learned. um, There's a few, four or five things that I want to talk about today. And really at the start, you know, I've heard this from other people and it really has hit home recently is the way that we do one thing is the way that we do everything. So like I said, ballroom dance is ballroom dance, but you know, life is life too. And so the things, the way that we do one thing in ballroom dance is the way that we do things in life or the way that we do things in business is the way that we do things in relationships. And it's really, really, um, I just encourage you to kind of sit on that and think about that if you haven't heard that before, because I never really had thought about it until I've heard it on, I don't even know, podcasts or other people that I've heard talking. And, um, It's true. If we don't show the way that we show up for our business is the way that we show up for our relationships. And the way that we, again, the way that we do one thing is the way that we do everything. And that's the first thing for sure. And I think you'll understand that as I continue to go on. Number two, I am my worst critic. I mean, I am so so hard on myself. And I like to say that I'm, you know, I'm a hard worker, and I'm a competitor, and which I am. But as what comes along with that is that I'm so, so hard on myself. So if I make a mistake and if I screw up or if I, you know, don't meet my own expectations, I just beat myself up. And I've heard my, one of my colleagues in, in my business say to me, as well as my ballroom dance coach say, can you just look at the good? Can you just look at the wins? Like, look at all of the good things instead of focusing on the bad things. And, um, and it's really hard. And it's so true. That's what we need to do. And, um, but I could tell you all of the mistakes I made. And those are small and compared to all of the good things that I did that day. I mean, I was able to borrow an absolutely stunning dress that fit me like it was made for me. Um, I looked beautiful in the dress. I had beautiful hair and makeup done, had beautiful shoes. And, you know, that's part of the competition is the beauty part of it. So I got that down. I looked great. I got so many compliments from people of how great I looked, even though I was like, wow, this is a, this is a area that I'm so unfamiliar with. Like, I've never been there. I've never dressed up like that. I've never you know, had myself made up like that. So, and I did great. I mean, I'd never been on a competition floor before. I danced 17 times and I did great. And so, but in the meantime, I was so difficult on myself. And there was a couple of times that I started to cry when I came off the dance floor or I held, tried to help, you know, had to hold myself together. Um, And yet so many people said, Oh, you know, gave me so many compliments and accolades. And um, I really um, give it to, again, my coach, and even my coach's wife, my instructor's wife, who said, you know, you have accomplished something that so many people have never done. And it's so great. Everybody's got to start someplace. And you did great today. And that's good. And that's what you should focus on. But again, I'm so I'm such a worse critic. And have you ever heard Um, I've heard this in business before, but have you ever heard about like the red light stories that we tell ourselves? Like the red light stories that stop us. And, you know, how many times do we do that? We tell ourselves, we listen to a story that's running through our head or some kind of racket that's running through our head that stops us, right? It's a red light. It stops us from going forward in life. And I think that that's what happens when we, and I can talk for myself for sure here, is that 
When we are our worst critic and we just keep telling ourselves and nitpick all the things that we do wrong, instead of opening up that space for looking at ourselves for what we do right, it just, it stops us from going forward in life and experiencing things. And again, I can't say enough about the fact that I did, I walked into this competition like going so unfamiliar. I'd never been there before. And even though I've done competitions before, I've done running races, I've been in some team competitions before. I'd never been here. But you know what? Now I've done it. And I've I walked through that door and I experienced that. And I didn't, I gave myself a green light. Even though it was really scary, I gave myself a green light. And again, it ref, as I thought about it the next day, like how many times have I stopped myself because of some story? Like I can't do it, right? I can't do it. I'm afraid. Even though, as you heard in that other episode, I tell everybody else, do it. Push past the fear. But how many times have I stopped myself and how many times have you stopped yourself because that red light story continues to play in your head and you don't believe in yourself and you are afraid. And yes, those are things that we all experience. And yet when we're, you know, able to turn that light to green and move forward, even when we're scared, it can lead us to a place of, you know, just joy and growth and wonderful things. So again, worst critic, um, red light stories for sure. Um, and really, I got to continue to focus on the good and lean in there. The third thing, when we make mistakes, and again, I did make some mistakes and mistakes that people who watch me, they're like, well, we never saw that. And maybe the judges never saw it because you know, when you're out on the competition floor, it's not just, at least with me and this one, it wasn't just me and Dimitri. It was uh, my, you know, the two of us as well as probably four couples or five couples. Or So the judges were looking at, you know, they're not looking at us all the time. So there was a couple of mistakes that I made, which I've never made in uh, my practicing. But what I realized and what Dimitri did was he just corrected me right? Got my feet in the right place. Or he looked at me and said, turn. (laughs) Um, And then we took a breath and then we just went on. And isn't that what we do in life? Isn't that what we should do in life? Like when we make a mistake, we correct ourselves and we just move on. We don't make those, we don't let those mistakes stop us. Sometimes we do, right? But what I learned in that competition is so what? We make a mistake. We know the steps, right? We just happen to mess up in that particular time. So we just correct ourselves, take a deep breath, and then move forward and just keep going. Just keep going, again, along, we finished we finish the dance. Um, and even though I made the mistake another time, we corrected ourselves and we went forward. And it just really, it made me think, like, again, we are not, we are imperfect people. So we do make mistakes and the best thing that we can do is learn from our mistakes. I mean, I know that I'm looking at the pictures and I'm thinking about those times of the mistakes and I'm learning from them. And so I'm going to go back to that dance floor and I'm going to go back to my next lesson and I'm going to learn from that and improve if I want to, to go into the next competition or to the next dance or whatever it is. And I, that's what we, it's just, that's what we need to do with life. So what, so what we make a mistake, our mistakes don't have to define and keep us stuck right behind that red light. Our mistakes don't, I mean, it's just, it happens. It happens to everybody. And so we have the choice to 
again, wallow away in our mistakes or say, you know, what can, what can I learn from that? And oh, by the way, I'm just going to course correct and I'm going to move forward with that. And, um, you know, just take a deep breath and learn from learn from our mistakes. And if we don't want to repeat them, we don't want to repeat those mistakes. Then we learn and we practice and we do things so that those mistakes don't happen again. But know that, again, we're imperfect beings and it may, you know, may happen again, but so what? We correct and we move forward just like we did just on the dance floor. And, you know, number four, I really was marveling in the miracle of what happened. Because the fact of the matter is I went, I just, I wanted to do something different. I wanted something different in my life. And I've always loved music. And I've always loved to dance, even though I wasn't sure I was that great of a dancer. But I had a friend in high school who, whenever we went to dances, we always danced. And we've danced at weddings. And he was a good lead. And so I thought, you know what? Why don't I try it out? Like, what do I have to lose? I mean, it's in the middle of a pandemic. And um, I need something fun. So I walked in and I s- said, okay, I'm going to give it a try. Give give something a try. And within six months, I learned enough steps and had enough, enough confidence to go and compete. And you know what? I came home with a medal, right? I didn't come home with any money and I'm not doing it for money or fame or whatever. And I was really pleased with myself that I did come home with some hardware because that really was my goal, even though I didn't share that with anybody else. I wanted to come home with some type of recognition besides the, hey, you know, you did a great job and accolades on Facebook or text or whatever. I wanted to come home with something. And so I brought home a third place medal in the particular um, competition round that I did. So I was really proud of myself for that. And the miracle is, is that I did this. I'm 57 and I'm learning something new. I mean, I've always heard that, you know, you ought to take, you ought to learn your um, foreign languages when you're younger. You ought to learn, you know, music or, you know, a skill when you're younger because your brain is more, whatever, agile or, you know, you can um, learn it better. But so I'm really, I mean, it's kind of a miracle that I did this and, um, and that I leaned into the fact and I decided to listen to what Dimitri had to say to me is that he believes that I can be a ballroom dancer and that I can be good and that I can go out and compete and feel good and look beautiful. And that's what I did. And so really just sitting in that place for the rest of the weekend, that's, you know, I stayed up for the weekend. I just competed on one day even though the competition went a couple of days, um, I stayed for the whole weekend. And by the end of the time, I just, I really did marvel in the fact that I was really proud of myself that I did something like this so out of the ordinary, something I would have never expected. And you know what? So many times I think that I do things and then they have an end, right? So you work towards something like a marathon. So you train for whatever, nine months or so for a marathon and you go do your marathon and you compete and you're done and it's over. You know, other type of things that I've worked towards or even speaking engagements or, you know, particular incentives for my business, like I work towards it and then it's over, which is great. You know, wow, you great, you accomplished it. But what I realized is this miracle of me ballroom dancing. And um, this is kind of a strong word with miracle. But at any rate, you know, it's a pretty cool thing is that um, it's not over. Like, that was just the beginning. Like, that was just the beginning of 
a journey that I know will that I want to stay on because I know that it's challenging me and it's changing me and it's leading me to a place of more joy and pleasure in my life and I like that. So it's different, you know, it's different than some of the other things I experienced in life because it's not like it's not over. Like I could, I could say, okay, that's it. I've done a competition, but I liked it enough and I had a thrill in it enough that I want to do another one. So I'm going to work. It's just going to be the beginning of um, a really cool journey, I believe, for me. And then I could just kind of wrap it up today by something that one of my friends shared with me in a, um, well, shared with a bunch of us in a, in a group call that we were on. And when I mentioned joy and pleasure, I think about this. And she talked about, and I'm, I'm Gonna, I'm going to bring her on the podcast. I'm an interviewer. She's a good friend of mine. She's the one that I say is responsible for me stepping on the dance floor because she's a friend of mine for many years from the hockey world. Um, and she started ballroom dancing a couple years ago and I was watching her and I was curious and I reached out, took her out to dinner and said, tell me about this. And she told me, she encouraged me to do it. And she told me that it's not about the dancing. It's really about life. It's about a life lesson, a life coaching. And I thought that she, that that was kind of weird. But I completely agree with her now. And she was sharing the other day, um, and just a couple of things that I'm going to share there, because I'm going to have her share more on the podcast, is she talked about a couple of different emotions and the opposites of them. And, you know, she is a wonderful gal who really works with women to connect with their bodies, to connect with their feelings, to get out of their heads and into their hearts. And she coaches people on that, coaches women on that. And she talked about joy and the opposite of joy being sorrow. And she talked about pleasure and the opposite of that being pain. And she talked about fun and the opposite of that being boredom. And it really hit me because again, I'm so hard on myself, right? And I want all of this joy in my life and I want all of this pain to go away. And I just want to be happy all the time and not feel like I'm looking over my shoulder. Because certainly when I find that when there are challenges in my life and there's challenges with my daughter and there's challenges with my marriage or challenges with my business, sometimes I just can't be present in the moment and where I'm at, I'm always like looking over my back shoulder, like when's the other shoe going to drop or I can't completely relax. I can't give myself permission to be 100% happy. And when she talked about joy and pleasure and the opposite of that being sorrow and pain, it caused me to cry. And it caused me to just pause and think, you know what, it gave me permission to be present with where I'm at. And the fact that I have brought more joy into my life with dance and I have brought more pleasure into my life with dance. Not only, you know, having a lesson with a wonderful, experienced, talented ballroom dancer, but the community that I've stepped into and the support and the friends that I'm getting to know and the fun that we're having with dance parties and dance nights and things like that. So much fun. I have brought that joy and pleasure and yet there's still some sorrow. And there's still some pain inside, and that's okay. Because as I continue to work towards more joy and more pleasure in my life, that that will fill up more space in my life. And there'll be less space for pain. And there'll be less space for sorrow. And it was just so, it was so wonderful to hear that because it just really, again, it just, it really hit it home. I mean, that's it. Because again, I'm so hard on myself, like I said earlier, worst critic, 
But when I really think about it, it's so much fun. I've had more joy. I've had more pleasure because of what I've decided to do. And it will continue. Again, it's a journey that will continue. And as I bring more joy, you know, and and step away from that idea of always having to try to take care of everybody else, right? And take care of these problems and, and try to help them. Like, I'm helping myself. And as I continue to help myself, then the joy will be more abundant and the pleasure will be more abundant. And that I look forward to. So I just... You know, I just say to you who are listening, thank you for listening. Um, but what are you doing in your life? Again, this is these are life lessons that I never knew that I'd be thinking about and learning about at this time. But I'm so glad. And I do believe in divine intervention. That's what I said in the last podcast, that there was a reason why I walked into that dance studio. And again, it's so different than what I expected because I am somebody that prays and has intentions and meditations and, you know, the affirmations and all that. And I was looking for something and praying for something that would change things in my life. But I didn't expect it to be dance. And now that I'm here, and even though there's days that I'm like, close my eyes, I'm like, what am I doing? It just brings me, I have this peace inside of me knowing that this is what I'm supposed to do. And I don't know where it's leading. And that's okay, right? I don't know what the future looks like, but that's okay. And I think that's a big lesson for all of us. And so I encourage you to think about that. Like, what are you doing today? Or what's that red light story that you're telling yourself, you know, that's keeping you stuck in life? And know that, you know, the future, you don't have to have it all laid out. And it doesn't have to be all like lined up and drawn out like this is what's going to happen. Just... You know, if you feel, well, what I like to say to people is, or to share is that, like, get quiet, go for a walk, sit and meditate, turn off the noise, if you will, and sit and think about, like, what you'd like your life to be like. And what do you want, what do you want it to look like? Or just sit quietly and, and listen, listen to what nature might be telling you, listen to what the universe might be telling you, listen to what God might be telling you, and say yes. Like, isn't it time that you vote for yourself, right? Isn't it time that you say yes to yourself? Like, life is too short. If this year taught us anything, if it taught me anything, that we are not promised tomorrow. I mean, an icon in our town who was the general manager for one of our restaurants that we love, He's gone. He had a he he passed this week. It's very suddenly. Like life tomorrow's not promised. So take today. Make that choice. Do something that you've always wanted to do, even though you're afraid and you don't know what it's going to look like. Even though maybe it costs a lot of money. Even though people might look at you and go, "What are you doing?" Trust me when I say that it's you're going to thank yourself for it. Because I thank myself every day for doing this, even though I'm still in this place of like, ah, all those things that I just mentioned, right? But there is a miracle when we walk through that door of opportunity, when we just take advantage of an idea that happened to happen into our head, and we move forward with it because we have the opportunity to change our future, to make tomorrow better than today. And we can sit We can sit and wallow in our pain and our sorrow, or we can choose to do something 
that has a possibility of bringing us such great joy and such great pleasure and something different that we never imagined. So those are my thoughts for today on my competition, my first competition. I'm saying it's my first competition because I know there will be many more and I'm excited about that. And I'm excited about what's going to happen today when I go to dance and the next day because it's a lot of fun and I'm learning a lot. And as a result, and I don't know, that's just, that's just me, but I, that I love, I am just a perpetual learner. I love to learn. I love to learn by reading books, by making recipes, by having new experiences. And, um, I think it's something to, to think about for all of us is that we have, again, the opportunity to craft our life the way that we want it to be. It's not guaranteed, but we do have the choice to make those choices to do those things that, you know, could move us into a different direction, into a better life. And as I always say on this podcast, we all deserve to have a great life and we deserve, we deserve a good life and we ought to go out and make it the best life. So that's it for today um, and my sharing about my ballroom dance competition. I'm so glad that you've listened. I mean, if you happen to start ballroom dancing, I want you to reach out to me and tell me that you have and share that experience with me because I think that's going to be great. Or if you started something new because of something you heard, please reach out and tell me. I love, I mean, those stories warm my heart. Even if you just connect with me on Instagram, send me a message, moira at gorskywellness.com. Find me on any of the social media channels, um, or if you know me personally, send me a text. I would love to hear from you because it means a lot to me that you listen and that that um, you find value in what you're listening. So go out and make it a great day. Go out and make it a great life. Make those choices. Take those chances, and um, you know, make tomorrow. Well, make today great. Let's focus on today, right? Be present with today. Make today great. And again, thanks for listening. And we'll talk to you next time. Thanks for listening. If you like this podcast, head over to iTunes and leave me a five-star review. Share it with others and make sure you hit the subscribe button so you don't miss a thing. I've got a tribe over on Facebook, so head over there and search for Juggling the Chaos of Recovery Podcast Tribe. And do you know somebody who has a story a story to share, a story of recovery and hope, please let me know as I'd love to feature them as a guest on one of these next upcoming podcasts. And perhaps you're looking for a community of like-minded, collaborative, and supportive people who cheer each other on as we strive to improve our lives. If that sounds like something you've been looking for, schedule some time with me. You'll find the links in the show notes. Let's talk and let me help you find your way. And I'm here to tell you, that you're worth it.